1: KWTX at 4 starts now.
2: Thank you for joining us. I am Megan Boyd, here with meteorologist Camille Hawksworth, and, you know, we're wearing very summery colors, I feel like, as we're <laughs> hearing the thunder rumble outside right now here in Waco.
0: Well, you know, pink and green are still spring, and true. spring showers and storms happening out there. Very true. But summer is just right around the corner. I know I'm ready to hold off on the heat as long as possible. Seriously. Yeah, so, <laughs> the rain does help with that, at least, and we'll have a few more little showers and storms throughout tonight, but okay. maybe some more sunshine, so a little bit of best of both worlds a little yeah. later on in the week. Okay, that's what we want to hear, right? <laughs> yes.
2: We're going to check in with more on the weather later in the newscast. I did want to ask you how your Mother's Day was. It was so good. Thank you for asking. Of course, yeah. yeah your three little ones, did,
0: the, did you get breakfast in bed or any of those good things? Well, no, my oldest is three now, mm-hmm. and so she's kind of just now grasping the concept of Mom's Day. And okay. so, my husband was Richard, who was like, it's Mom's Day. Make sure to tell her. It's her, her day. She gets to do whatever she wants. And so, yeah. I think she meant that we get to do whatever. Caroline once, and that <laughs> I just get to participate, but it was a lot of fun. Somehow,
2: that's always what moms Day is about, right?
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't want to play that anymore. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, happy Mother's Day to you and all the moms out there that were celebrated yesterday. Well, let's get into our daily fortune yes. for today.
0: All right, this first one is all about the World Health Organization saying if you're trying to lose weight, don't rely on sugar substitutes. Sugar substitutes include natural extracts like stevia. And synthetic varieties. Uh, in a recommendation based on a review of hundreds of studies, the World Health Organization said non-sugar sweeteners don't help with weight control in the long term. The organization said its recommendation applies to all people except those with pre-existing diabetes. The review also indicated possible effects like an increased risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease from the long-term use of sugar substitutes. One of the World Health Organization officials recommended finding other ways to reduce sugar, excess sugar intake, such as consuming foods with naturally occurring sugars like fruits. Now, are you surprised by this finding at all? I mean, maybe a little
2: bit, right? Like there's this thought process where, okay, I'm cutting out sugar, I'm gonna try this other thing so I
0: will benefit health-wise from it, right? Yeah, well, what I find the most shocking is all of the healthy foods out there, they say, no sugar added, but then they throw in those substitutes, and you've got to really read the fine print, so you're thinking, oh, I'm not having sugar, but then they sneak in that stevia Mm -hmm. or uh, other sugar substitutes, and so you're actually consuming what they say now, don't consume, so those health products really are not as healthy as you might think if you don't read the labels.
2: And that's frustrating when, you know, you're trying to do the right thing, right? You're trying to avoid the sugar, so at that point, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna have the sugar then. If I I'm, know. you know, if you need something in that in that realm.
0: But I know. Well, um, my mom. She always tells me whenever she was pregnant with me, she said that she went to the doctor and they always told her if you're if you have to have a soda, go ahead and just have the regular soda. Don't do the diet soda mm. because of the the substitute sugar. And so I think that's coming to light now is that sugar in lower quantities is not as bad as maybe some of the substitutes for sugar. And
2: I think part of it, too, is that we just don't know a lot about some of the things that they're putting in there to replace sugar, too, so that can be problematic, right? Absolutely. So, so hard, right? We're trying to yeah. do
0: the right thing. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want to get this healthy version of exactly. whatever I normally eat, and it's not as healthy. Exactly. It's not fair. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number two in
2: our Daily Four. The record, Camille, for the longest time living underwater was just broken, because, you know, there's a record for everything.
0: For everything.
2: <laughs> Diving explorer and medical researcher, Dr. Joseph D. Turry, broke the record over the weekend on his seven. 24th day living underwater in the Jules Undersea Lodge Habitat in Key Largo. The previous record of 23 days, 2 hours and 34 minutes was set by two professors from Tennessee back in 2014. But this guy that broke their record is not done, he's going to try to go for 100 days Underwater, and it's all actually in the name of research. So he's working on a mission that combines medical and ocean research along with some educational outreach. And his research includes daily experiments to monitor how the human body responds to long term exposure to extreme pressure.
0: Okay, which so, you would get if you lived underwater.
2: Exactly. The results will hopefully benefit astronauts that are living in the International Space Station. So, so to go out of space, we're going underwater <laughs> to kind of
0: experiment what the, what the uh, situation is like. I'm glad there's at least some research happening and a goal, because why else would you want to live are under? Why living
2: underwater? <laughs> I mean, imagine just being in that little tiny bubble, basically, underwater, you can't
0: go out for anything. I feel like he's doing a harder job too because it's just one guy doing it when it said that two other professors did it so they at least had each (laughs) other so I don't know I feel like that's very isolating. That's a good point when you watch some of those shows where people will go out into the wilderness
2: and stuff half the time people's battle is just that they're totally alone and they can't handle I think that's the show alone you okay yeah they I've can't heard of handle being out there by themselves they need that interaction so being underwater too you get the same thing well at least he's almost there he can see the finish right? line three-fourths of the way done and right he set the record and now he's just going up against himself at this point
0: I wonder if he'll keep going after that hundred days or that's true new records yeah no is he
2: really enjoying his time down there <laughs> <laughs> we need him on the show we need yeah, to talk to him. We have so many questions <laughs> like do you think he packed all of the food and everything that he needs for hundred days or are they bringing him stuff See, I don't know. I mean, I guess on the space station, you know, they have those things that can keep for a long time. Yeah, I
0: hear they're not that great, though. That's
2: true. Well, we hope he makes it to 100 days since that's the school. Pretty cool that the record was broken. Yes. Let's go to number three in our daily four. Camille, this is a viral video that came out late last week. So, NFL teams got their schedules for the uh, fall season that's coming up. Okay. Right? Okay. And it's this new thing that on Twitter teams will release these funny videos to announce what their schedule is going to be. But the Tennessee Titans, in particular, their video on Twitter has gone viral. They basically went to the streets and asked random people they would show them the team logo of who they're going to play. Oh, no. And these random people are <laughs> guessing the logos who apparently have n- never watched the NFL. I'm not sure. I would be <laughs> terrible
0: at guessing logos.
2: <laughs> it's pretty funny some of the responses. We have a few of the clips here for
1: you. Oh, Oh, McQueen. No. oh that's just the football logo. Chester
0: Cheeto. Oh, Texan, Texans? Texas. That's the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys. Texas. Got that. Yeah. Woo! That is Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee Titans. Titans. Tennessee Titans. Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans.
2: I think the music adds some of the humor there, too, but there were two different people that were going to play the Colts twice, and twice for the Colts logo, people thought it was the Cowboys. I mean, that's
0: pretty convincing. The horseshoe, yeah. I don't know that if you would have told me that we were guessing football logos that I could have gotten it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The one that said Chester Cheeto for the Jaguars funny. is pretty funny. So she said, Texan, Texas Texans for, yes. the, for Houston, but someone else, again, they play Houston twice. Someone else said, um, what did they call them? they said, oh, wow, that's what the Patriots logo looks like? Wow. <laughs> like, nope, just so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> but I do have some questions, because they all knew Tennessee. But I feel like people visiting Nashville don't necessarily know the Titans, so I'm That's not true. sure how they got their video. You know, they probably had to ask a lot of people, and they're just looking for the wrong answers. they clipped
0: it together just exactly. right to make it work for them. <laughs> but
2: it's hilarious, and it's going around. So many people are sharing it, and in fact, it's had some... Some of the teams that were called the wrong name are now changing their names on (laughs) social media to the things that they were called. The Colts, for instance, changed their name on Twitter
0: to not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys, perfect. Yes. I like the one that's just just the football logo. Oh yeah,
2: that's the football logo.
0: (laughs) The Browns. I might have said that. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: mean, it's a pretty weird logo, I will say. Just the orange (laughs) helmet. Generic orange helmet. helmet. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The, um, The Atlanta Falcons, for some reason, somebody thought that they called them the Red Stallions. Somehow a falcon, They thought it was a stallion, so they changed their name on Twitter as well to the Red Stallion. So That's awesome. Just a little bit of fun in the NFL and gets us excited for football season, at least for me.
0: Yeah, we got to get all the way through summer before we get football season, so a little something to tide you over. That's right. we got (laughs) to wait. All right, let's check in with number four in our Daily Four now. Okay, this one is aging like fine wine. Martha Stewart (laughs) is known for many things. She is a businesswoman, a writer, a television personality, but now she can add swimsuit models to her list of accolades. Martha Stewart has landed a historic spot on the cover of the 2023 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. Take a look at the cover here. There's Martha strutting her stuff. She is 81 years old. She is now the oldest swimsuit model that the magazine has ever featured. There's another beautiful picture there. She revealed that on her cover shoot uh, on the Today Show this morning, she, quote, said, Hey, I like that picture. (laughs) <laughs> the shoot was in the Dominican Republic and Stuart appears in a total of ten different looks. Sports Illustrated is calling the cover epic on Twitter. I think this is pretty epic, too. What about you? I mean, an
2: 81-year-old, first of all, having an 81-year-old in two, can you believe that she's 81 looking at this. No,
0: <laughs> not at all. It's just, I think it's a good revelation here that we're not having to put a certain type of person, a type type of body, and we're celebrating all bodies, and so I think that's really wonderful for Sports Illustrated to kind of get on that bandwagon and say, you know, beauty is is more than just what we define it as, is this one image. And what
2: historically has been this, you know, one type of... Woman that is in that magazine, you know, they're kind of evolving from that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, Martha Stewart is one of four people gracing the cover uh, for the models this year. She's just, again, yeah, one of four. She joins Megan Fox, Kim Petras, and Brooks Nader, and th- that's going to hit the copies of the... The physical copies are going to hit stands on Thursday, so we might be able to pick up a
2: copy of the magazine. Sure, yeah, it's definitely an inspiring thing. So, they they came out with it today, they showed you what it's going to be, and then the full magazine is on Thursday.
0: Yeah, kind of get some um, hype up for the magazine.
2: Exactly. Very cool. Well, good for her. I mean, 81 is really hard to believe. You go, Martha. That's right. (laughs) All right, well, coming up, we are kicking off National Salvation Army Week. They are just a few days away. We've got some people coming in studio to tell you all about it. The Salvation Army was founded in London in 1865 and now serves communities across 127 countries. Today, we are kicking off National Salvation Army Week with a special guest from the Salvation Army's uh, Waco Corps, Major James Taylor. So we want to thank you so much for being here with yeah, us today. thanks
1: for having me. Thank Talk
2: you. to us about Salvation Army Week. What is that?
1: Mm. Well, Salvation Army Week was actually um, declared by President Eisenhower in 1954 to honor the work of, and recognize the work of the Salvation Army. Of course, at that time, we were a lot younger than we are now. Uh, so we have a lot more years of experience and work that we've been doing. So it's really an opportunity for the Salvation Army to um, talk about what we do mm-hmm. and to just keep it in the forefront so the people in the community are aware of. Uh, what's going on with the Salvation Army and the people we serve?
2: It's very cool. I understand there's a special decree that the mayor of uh, Waco has put out for this as well.
1: We did. Uh, mayor Meek was kind enough to give us a proclamation for National Salvation Army Week, and so we're very grateful for that and a, you know just the recognition that it that it brings.
2: Right. Yeah. Obviously. We know that the Salvation Army is so much more than just a thrift store that you guys have. Talk about all the things that you guys offer and are doing.
1: Well, you know, earlier today on the news, Mm -hmm. um, you all were talking about the the tornado that hit in South Texas, and the Salvation Army is there. We do a disaster, um, emergency disaster service, and so that was one of the things that we do, and um, we're gonna be having a training coming up, actually this Friday and Saturday, for disaster services for those who want to be a part of that. We also do social services. You may be aware that we have a soup kitchen that we serve a hot meal every single night. We have shelter for uh, women and children, as well as for men. All of our social service programs its Christmas, that you all are such a big part (laughs) of as well. It goes on and on, really, what the Salvation Army does all year round.
2: Right. How did you get involved in the Salvation Army? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, I got hired to run a Boys and Girls Club for the Salvation Army in 1982, and from there, uh, God led us into Salvation Army officership, and that's how I got involved.
2: Yeah, and such a, I've, I've talked to, you know, some people in your position in the past, I'm sure just a very rewarding position to be in.
1: It is, it's, a, it's, it's, it's humbling, mm-hmm. the responsibility we have to help take care of our community, and the people that are in need. So it's uh, it's a good calling, it's a humbling calling.
2: Is there anything in particular that's being celebrated this week for Salvation Army Week? Anything special you guys have
1: Yeah, there? thanks for asking. Uh, Salvation Army's been in Waco for 132 years. Yeah. And so later this week, we're actually going to uh, give out a Snickers bar to the first <laughs> 132 people at our thrift store. Wow but who's counting, right? right? So okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's one of the things. We're doing a fan drive this week to raise um, uh, money or to fans mm-hmm. to give to people in need this uh, summer when it, the heat cranks up and sure. they need some, some help moving air. So that's a couple of things that we're doing. Yeah. We always need volunteers. Right. Anytime somebody wants to come volunteer, uh, especially serve meals at our soup kitchen, it's, um, it's really hard in the... In the summertime to get volunteers, so okay. big, big time uh, for volunteers. For
2: volunteers, okay. And if people are interested, how can they get involved?
1: Well, they can contact us at the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and uh, Dinah Mills is our volunteer coordinator, mm-hmm. and she'd be more than happy to help get them all set up.
2: What does that um, kind of commitment look like? You know, if somebody's wondering, well, I, you know, only have maybe one day that I could really do that. How flexible are you guys?
1: Um, really, it's quite easy. Um, if, if you have one day, yeah. uh, you, have, uh, you can come out and serve tonight's dinner, for instance, uh, where you're usually there from roughly four o'clock to six o'clock, and uh, you help uh, serve the meal and clean up afterwards. Okay. Uh, some places, uh, I wanna mention uh, China Spring, United Methodist Church, they come out every third Sunday morning and do breakfast. Hmm. And so it might be the same crowd, it might be a different crowd, but right. that church has adopted the third Sunday morning of every month to come and do that. And, uh, and they also bring a devotional for the people um, that are there so that they get uh, spiritual food as well as physical food. So it's a, it's a nice time. Right. So it doesn't matter if you have one day or many days. Yeah, That's very
2: good, well, yeah. lots of opportunities. And yeah. we're, we're excited to celebrate you all this week and the great work that you're well, doing. Well,
1: thank you very community. much.
2: Thanks so much for taking some time to come on.
1: Absolutely, thank you.
2: Thank you.